Well, good morning. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your word is a light to our feet, a lamp to our path. And we pray that you will speak to us afresh from your word today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we heard a few minutes ago from Bob Buttercup about what happened on that first Pentecost, about how the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, came on the people in Jerusalem in a new way. And we can read about that in Acts chapter 2. And what looked like tongues of fire came down and rested on each of Jesus's followers. They were then able to go out into the streets speaking languages that they hadn't learned and to declare the wonders of God to all sorts of people from different nations. What an amazing day that was. But the question is, what does that mean for us today? In that moment, God was fulfilling his promises, promises that he had made many centuries earlier, promises to do a new thing. And in a moment, we'll look at one of those promises from the reading that we've just heard from Jeremiah. But before we do that, I wonder how many of us have had down days during lockdown. Days when we think, I'm not sure I'm doing very well. I don't think I'm coping. I don't know how long I can carry on doing this. When will it change? And we know, don't we, that God has called us to be salt and light. But sometimes we feel as if we're not very salty or not really shining out in our lives. Perhaps we feel like we've run out of strength, run out of hope. And we ask, how can we keep on going? When we first looked at Jesus's words a few weeks ago, where he tells us that we are the salt of the earth, we are the light of the world, and that we need to let that light shine. Well, I was preparing my sermon and I, I got out this camping light, do you remember it? And when I was preparing, I turned it on, but as I turned the switch, nothing happened. And I discovered that there was a problem. The batteries had run out. So I looked in the cupboard for a replacement for the batteries, but this torch needed huge batteries and it didn't have them. So I was stuck. No batteries, no power, no light. I wonder, do you sometimes feel like that in these days, as if you are running low on power or whether you've run out of power? That with all the challenges there are, that you've run out of patience some days or hope on other days or the ability to live as God wants you to. I know that many times over the last few day, few weeks, I have. Today is Pentecost Sunday, the day when we remember that God poured out his Holy Spirit on his people. It's a great day to ask God to give us fresh hope, fresh strength, and a renewed ability to live the life that he wants us to live. That's what God was promising, and his presence in his people by his Holy Spirit. And that's what God promises to us today, that ability to live for him as he places his spirit in our lives. So let's look back at Jeremiah's promise. In the reading that we've just heard, Jeremiah was writing words that would give fresh hope and courage to people who were struggling, people who were finding it hard, because everything that they had put their trust in had been taken away from them. 
I expect that they felt as if their hope had run out, that their power had gone, that their batteries were dud. And Jeremiah promises three things, three things that would be fulfilled at Pentecost with the pouring out of God's Holy Spirit. So let's look at them together in Jeremiah chapter 31. Do turn to it if you've got a Bible in front of you. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 33. There are three things that God promises to do. Three times God says these words, I will. And we'll look at each of them. First, in verse 33, God says, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. That's a wonderful promise of internal, inward change. Instead of God's law being something that just makes us feel helpless and hopeless because we can't keep it, now God is going to do something internal, inside us, to give us power from within to live the life he wants us to live. Now, I have here my driving license, and I won't tell you how many tests I took before I passed, but some people have to take their tests a lot of times before they pass. And until you pass, you can't drive on your own. You've failed, and it's tough. Apparently, the record number of fails for the driving theory test in this country was 110 times. That was a few years ago. Maybe somebody's done better than that or worse than that recently. That's a lot of times to fail, isn't it? But nothing compared to a lady called Granny Chu, who in South Korea failed the written driving test more than 770 times. Imagine that. Well, why do I tell these stories? The reality is, without God's Spirit within us, we won't be able to live as God wants us to. Not 110 times or 770 times, but any day in our lives. We won't be able to live as God wants us to. But with Pentecost, with the gift of God's Holy Spirit, God begins a work of inner transformation so that we can live as God wants us to. See, instead of God's law being an exam paper that we fail, God promises to write that inwardly on our hearts so that we want to live God's way. We won't be perfect. We'll still get things wrong. But when we become a Christian, when we turn to follow Jesus Christ, he places his spirit in us, something changes inside us, we have a new God-given power to help us to live as God wants us to. Isn't that good news? That's the first promise fulfilled this Pentecost. Here's the second promise. God says, again, verse 33, I will be their God and they will be my people. That's a promise for us of what it means to know God and to be known by him. Instead of God being distant and unknowable, or only known by a few, now God's Holy Spirit being given means that anybody can know God, and that we can know God personally. A number of years ago, I was listening to a, a friend of mine called Jan. Jan was a lawyer, and she was explaining what this truth meant to her. 
Jan started by telling in graphic detail a horrible reality of our world today. She told the story of what it was like to have unwanted children in a country where there was a one-child policy. You could only have one child. Tragically, unwanted children would be abandoned, left on rubbish heaps. It was awful to hear, and as we heard her speak, there were tears in our eyes. Nobody wanted these babies. But then as we listened to Jan telling us, she said something that I've never forgotten. She said that she had been one of these babies, abandoned on a rubbish heap. But then miraculously something had changed for her. A couple had chosen her. They wanted her to be their child. And so she was no longer abandoned. She was brought into a family. She was chosen. And that's what God has done for us. He's not left us to be abandoned. He has chosen us and through his spirit, he has brought us into his family. He has adopted us so that we can know God and be known by God, each of us personally. Isn't that wonderful? A second promise for us to hold on to this Pentecost Sunday. And here's the third great promise. Verse 34, if you look to it, God says, I will forgive them their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. That's a promise that only the gracious God of love can give. And it's a promise that can change lives for eternity. Instead of living under a cloud of guilt, we live with the full assurance that our sins are forgiven and that we are part of God's family. I guess it's easy for any of us to feel that we aren't doing very well in these days, that we aren't good enough. That in this time of lockdown that we're getting it wrong too often. That we're feeling like we've run out of hope. But God's promises are there to give us fresh hope today. God's promises are these. That his Holy Spirit will change us from the inside. That he'll write his law on our hearts. That God's Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, is enabling us to know God adopted into his family, to know God and be known by him. And that God's Holy Spirit is bringing us, each of us, the assurance of forgiveness, that God has forgiven us and that we can walk confidently as his children day by day. These are great doctrines, great truths for us to explore today. But I'm convinced that they can be more than that. That not just doctrines for us to think about, they can be known and experienced realities in our lives day by day. So let's pray for that now, that these truths can be truths that come deep into our lives and change us from within. So let's pray together and as we pray, it may be that you're aware that you need a fresh assurance of God's power, God's love, God's forgiveness, a fresh and deeper work of God's Holy Spirit in your life. Well, as we pray, we, we, why don't I suggest that if you want that, then you open out your hands as a sign of you being empty and a sign that you're keen for God to fill you afresh with his spirit. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, this Pentecost, we thank you for the wonderful gift of your Holy Spirit. May we know and experience the life-changing power that your Holy Spirit brings. May we know and experience the love that you have for us, that we can know you personally, that we can know that we are adopted into your family. May we know the assurance of that today. And may we know and experience the forgiveness that you have for us. Thank you that all these promises are available for all of us from the least to the greatest. And thank you today that we can know that they are true. So we pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to fill us with hope. And we ask these things in Jesus' name.